Hi, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is episode 43, Forcing Friends and Brainwashing Enemies, Social Skills and the Social Contract in Games. Since it's episode 43, I actually decided I would not give you crap on the announcer voice this time. But you, you, you still had to bring it up there, Tom, so... Uh, well, that's kind of... Well, that's that's our thing. You do the announcer voice, then I say something about it. Oh, I see. Uh, I just didn't give you shit. Oh, okay. If well, you prefer I did that, I will. Of course, this episode we have special guest, as demanded by you, the listeners. Say hi! Yes. I don't know if uh, it was demanded so much as I was uh, shoehorning my way in, as Ross yeah. so eloquently put it. Yes, yeah. uh, Cody but, is here. So. Hello, hello. I'm yeah. on the radio. You are on the internet radio, which is better than the regular You're on our PPR, man! Yes. You've reached the top! Okay, Tom. You can calm that down there. Um, so before we get into the main topic, which is going to be about using social skills on other players and the social contract. And how uh, this all came about. Yeah, and how this all came about, which is a funny story. Uh, I just want to give a big thanks to all the uh, RPPR listeners out there who contributed to the Codex of War Ransom. We are we have exceeded our goal of uh, $1,500. We're at $1,640 something uh, right now, and we still have over a week to go. And Ross had some serious debts to a bookie, so you, yeah. you saved it. My, let my kneecaps thank all of you so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, uh, we're we going to have that, uh, that uh, codex out there, and uh, it, you can still have time if you want to get early access to uh, 10 um, RPPR actual play episodes, and right now, if you donate fifty dollars, you can get your uh, character in the game in the the PDF, and get a portrait from Ian Moody, the artist who did the covers for both the New World Primer and the Goblin Hulk, we and like a bunch Ian of other. Yes, he is yes, a very talented do. artist. In fact, if you look at the uh, episode twenty one of the New World campaign, you can see his uh, portrait of the captain, the Gripply uh, NPC uh, warrior who's been helping. The, who succeeded? Uh, who succeeded both because and in spite of us. Yes, and <laughs> how how eloquent. So uh, again, thanks to all of you. Um, this is going to be the best PDF. It's the bestest ever. Ever, yeah. And uh, Cody's going to help out. Pa- uh, Patrick's going to help out. Tom's going to help out. And they'll get some of the money too. I'm not hogging it all for myself. Uh, this time. Yeah, this time. Um, so yeah. But anyways, um, let's get on to the main topic, which is again about social skills. Now, as you Ross, shall you set the scene? I, I, I guess I could. Um, Why don't you? That, that's what I'll do then. Um, as we've mentioned before, we went to Fear the Con recently, uh, and I ran three games there. Now, the first game I ran was uh, Age of Masks, uh, the Haster, Carcosa, Cthulhu Mythos meets the uh, superheroes. The Watchmen. Uh, the Watchmen, basically. And uh, this time I was using Wild Talents, uh, the one-roll engine superhero game. And, uh, you know, I had a full group, six players, and... At the end of the game, uh, the players basically had a choice to stop the bad guys uh, from summoning a really, really bad evil thing, which um, I'll post the actual play soon, so you can hear hear all about it yourself. I don't want to spoil it for you, um, but they could either uh, die in a, a blaze of glory, blow everything up, and or they could do something not quite as heroic, but not die. And most of the players decided to do, you know, one option, and but one player wanted to go with the other option, and he wanted to. It wound up he wanted to use his persuasion skill on another player to change their mind, and I basically said, "No, you can't do that. I'm not going to rob a player of their free will." And then uh, this guy, he um, Aaron, I think his name was, is uh, he no relation to our Aaron. Um, 
posted a uh, blog about it on ideologyofmadness.com. We'll have the, the link here in the uh, show notes. And uh, it spawned a very active discussion among the uh, the geekerati of RPG <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> um, you know, several several of, uh, other podcasts have weighed in, kicked in the dice bags, Bear Swarm, us, the most important one. Uh, um, we, well, we, we don't have our own con yet. We're the most humble. That's, that's yes. what I meant to say. Um, and the best. And... Uh, Basically, you know, the people have taken both sides in, on the argument, and he just today posted a, another blog talking about how he would do it, and we'll, and we'll get to his side of the argument in a little bit. But um, basically, the, the question arose, what is the policy, in a, what should be the policy in an RPG regarding using social skills on other players? Should you be allowed to use diplomacy or persuasion or whatever to change another player character's mind? So if you go in with any plan, like... Um, Let's attack the dragon, or let's run away like cowards. Well, I want to attack the dragon. Well, the dragon's going to kick our asses. No, I rolled a natural 20 on my diplomacy check. We're going to You agree with me. Yeah. Um, that's that's one interpretation. But what what should be the... Uh, that That's one end of it. I mean, there are other options, aside from disallowing it entirely or uh, allowing it completely. Um, but let's just talk about, you know, Tom and Cody, what are your policies towards the use of social skills in games uh, in general. So, well, I tend to I tend to follow pretty close to the extreme one of the extremes you mentioned. I don't allow those kind of skills to be used against a player to can to rob them of will. Now, once again, if it's like bluff or you know lying or shit, that I that I will allow because you know even if you're I mean you can't it's really hard to actually keep something from another player when they're sitting right in front of you. Right. Right. So I allow them for bluffing or sensing bluffing, things like that. But along the, but to go along with a plan of yours, just to roll a die and say you agree with me, yeah, I, I can never do that. It's I never allow the, that kind of roll. Right. Um, uh, Cody, are you in agreement, or do you have any other? Oh no, I totally agree because um, you know, really, when you think about it, uh, well, I mean, I, I've never run a game where I've I've had a, a moment where people were. Um, arguing to to the point where, you know, I had to settle it because in the end, a game is about compromising. And normally people are able to compromise to the point where they say either, they'll they'll say either, um, you know, either people will end up agreeing on something or the person that is in complete disagreement with everybody else is just going to go off and do his or her own thing. I mean... I've had plenty of moments where, you know, I think I've told stories before about Jessica grabbing <laughs> grabbing Tim and, like, slamming him against a wall and, like, threatening him or something like that. Are you that. talking about in character or out of character? Uh, in character. It was, okay. It was, it, it was, like, no, 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 actually, it was in real life. Okay, that's what I was at, yeah. Yeah, it was in real life. She grabbed him and slammed him against the wall to show him, uh, like, what her character was going to do to, like, some NPC. And uh, and everyone was sort of in argument with her, but they she ended up like realizing, hey, we all have to play nice, or we're not going to get to play at all. And so she ended up kind of giving in. And so even the worst player playground knows, rules. yeah, exactly. It's playground rules. It's just the idea that that you know you you have to have a, a mutual ground of respect to try and and compromise with people and so i think the idea of trying to to 
force someone to agree with you based on the roll of the die is is just ridiculous i mean now, one thing is have any of you played in a game where that's actually happened or um i haven't i've never i've never seen anything like that happen and i think it's it's because like in all the games i've played over here like we've never gotten to the point where one person is in such disagreement that they would try to to force somebody else to to do something now I might disagree with Tom and then my character ends up going and doing something completely different. But I mean, to, to simply try and make Tom believe the same way that I do is just, is just stupid to me by, by doing a dice roll. I think that's just dumb. So. Right. Right. Uh, but Tom, you were, you were, you, you, you not in your head. Like this is, I, yes, I have really play, played in a game where that has happened. Well, uh, who was running it? Was uh, it somebody I know? Dan, the dark oh, okay. ages of my gaming, just like the ones <laughs> that basically my, the days just after high school. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you think you're moving on in your gaming career. Like I'm out of high school now. You're not past it. <laughs> it's you're all not. just going to be just uh, yeah, it, great from now on. Yeah. Yeah, he, not fuzzy. No, Dan. Not fuzzy Dan. We like fuzzy Dan. Yes, but no. This was, I believe, this was when we were still playing Palladium. Yeah. So uh, and well, once again, there is basically no uh, fast talk or persuasion. There's no social skills in Palladium. Not at all. So you're basically yeah. re- relying all on ma. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was. I even for, I forget the actual what we were actually trying to do, but there's a group of us, and there were basically his two lackeys that latched onto everything he said. Mm-hmm. There was me, and I believe Sean was in this. Yeah. And the thing is, I was actually trying to convince one of the lackeys of a plan. Yeah. Where, you know, they say, okay, it's like this guy, we know he's going, I think it was, he's going into this factory to steal something, and there's several ways we can go in. Now, I think we should just, you know, they know we're coming already, so let's just blow in the front door and go in. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, actually, shouldn't we, like, you know, like maybe go on the roof or sneak in? Mm-hmm. Which amazed me that they were taking initiative like that. Yeah. But then, uh, then he says, "Okay, uh, both you get both of you give me uh, both of you give me uh, the charm persuade checks." Okay, said he didn't his yeah, his was like fifteen. So sorry, one die shy of actually having that matter at all. <laughs> I had seventeen. So you actually had a percentage in it. I did, and yeah. I rolled, and I rolled uh, like a twelve. And like, okay, you go along with his plan, like. Actually, and you were the one doing the persuading. Yeah, the thing is, though, his reaction was, "Oh man, all right." Like, yeah, he was like, he was perfectly willing to go along with that. Well, I was the one that raised my hand. I, whoa, 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 <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Serious? I mean, I, I actually paused the game for about five minutes. Uh, really? That? I then I looked at him like, "That's it, You're, dude. You, you have like ultra physical structure plasma. You can like just walk through a wall by melting it and touching it." You just that you're that's he's like, yeah, you know, that that's fine, yeah, that's what I do. Uh, just so you, uh, the talking about the attributes, the mental affinity is the charisma attribute in Palladium, and if like every other attribute in Palladium, if like it's below a 16, it's, it's a, it doesn't well, matter. Like three to 15 is meaningless, yeah, um, anything over that, but yeah, the, so the bonuses start at 16 percent or at 16, so at 16, you have like a 40 percent chance, and this, of is, persuading out, and this is out of a maximum of 24, yeah, exactly, but from his die rolling, yeah, so. <laughs> Wow, uh, did it ha- did it come up again? Or I mean, that, that was sort of a one time. It, it's, it came up again before. More, it was more uh, intimidate then. Okay, but, so you could intimidate other players into doing. No, those? no, I'm sorry. You know, physical beauty was the charm impress. Right, right. Yeah, as a uh, yeah, there was the so I I used both of them. Okay, which kind of freaked freaked my shit out. I was like, dude, 
dude, I just means I just kind of hit on this guy with my good looks. <laughs> well, things I, I had the immortality power, oh. which like boosts your, it gives you like a huge bonus to your physical beauty because right, you're like you're you're glorious and immortal. Okay, and chicks want to fuck you. <laughs> um, and ten percent of the men do exactly. As well, so. Um, <laughs> Just and, you know, get the demographics. And uh, it's in there. mostly most of that time it was with that group, depending on whatever, whatever game it was. Now, um, other games I, I think it was actually pretty telling. There are also games that really didn't have charm skills or even a way to do it. Like when you're the the one time we tried the Dragon Ball Z RPG. I think I've mentioned. <laughs> I think I mentioned the the. Fun- Cody finds this humorous. Yes, perhaps you should go get a drink of water or something. Okay. <laughs> but this is the one I mentioned that I ended with a certain gun and a certain orifice. Oh god. But Damn also it, but also it was most shameful game. I know. But it was mostly those two lackeys of Dan that pretty much just almost instinctively, you know, he would, you know, he would I I would think of a plan or Sean would and then he would whichever, whichever one of us said, "Yeah, you agree with him," pointing at his two lackey friends. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty lame. Yeah, it was. Um, that's kind of a warning sign that you're in a bad game. So, hence why I ended it the way I did. <laughs> now, so this is obviously the, in this extreme. This is uh, uh, you know, obviously not doesn't sound like fun. I can't imagine any game where this would be fun. But now, to be fair, to give the the uh, Aaron the benefit that he wasn't he he on this blog he wrote you know yes I have to play devil's advocate. Oh, um, he claimed that he wasn't. Uh, going for that, he wasn't trying to. And I, control. I get that, yeah. Um, of course, one since it was a con game, I I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know these players, so um, I wasn't trying to uh, change their minds, or I, I I didn't know if they were meaning that or not. But um, what he he was describing was a middle ground where the player could make a check and then say, tell the 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 persuadee, oh, you're persuaded. He he makes a convincing argument. And uh, and in some cases, give them a, a, a mechanical game benefit. Like in Savage Worlds, he would give them a Benny. Uh, in Buffy, you could give them a drama point or something like that. Mm-hmm. But essentially, uh, well, essentially it's like you, you just turn to him, well, he does make a convincing argument, which is still, that's not robbing of will. That person can still go... Be that as it may. Well, that, well, Cody, what I mean, what do you do in games uh, in terms of this? I mean, what what do you like? I, I I pretty much totally disallow like I did in that case. I mean, with you guys, with the players I'm very familiar with, I tend to give a little more latitude in that sort of thing. But like, definitely with con games or players I'm not familiar with, I just flat out say no. But even with you guys, I don't think I've ever even said like, oh, you find his argument convincing or whatever. I think I kind of disallow it by fiat. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember doing that. But I, I, I always consider I consider uh, the GM's role to be essentially like God. You're going to tell me everything that I can't that, I mean, to, to, to set the scene and to, to kind of let me know what's going on uh, and and describe things. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The, the, the who, player, what, where, when, and why as player. But um, you know, the, the, the idea of, of, you know, this omniscient God saying, oh yes, well you have been persuaded. I mean, that, that defeats the purpose of having a player then it's sort of like, uh, you know, then, then the GM is just allowed to, to kind of, uh, lead, coerce. yeah, yeah. Coerce and like lead everyone around to, to however he or she wants to, to do it. I appreciate that the word that you put in my mouth was coerce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's ironic to me. Um, uh, yes. But, but dance, puppet dance. <laughs> specifically on his, on his blog, what he says is, is 
um, on the second post, as if he needed a second one, he says uh, that he wasn't using his persuasion skill to mind control, but he was using it to convince the player this one time of of what he wanted, which I think is is it doesn't matter how many times you convince someone to do something. If you convince someone to change their mind once, that's bullshit. You yeah. know, is that that? Well, how isn't that mind control? Yeah, ex- exactly. How I is mean, it, it? You know, I tell you to do something contrary to what you really want to do, yeah. but it's only once, so it doesn't count. Yeah. So I mean, you know that that's. I didn't know that there was a numerical <laughs> limit there, you know, or minimum, you know. Yeah. Like, what, shame on, if you do it once, shame on you. If you do it twice, then it's mind control. Yeah, I was going to make some reference to make some sort of rape metaphor, but I can I uh, think of one. Stay so, classy there. So, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> trying, I'm trying to, to stay above a it. A progressive show. I, well, what do you think about the, the middle ground that he was talking about, like giving them a mechanical benefit or bonus experience points or something like that I if they role play? That's just, that's just justifying whatever he wants to do at that point. He's just, he... At that point, he's he's trying to make concessions to sound like some sort of like, oh well, it's okay because I'm, just because I changed their mind, that doesn't mean that I'm not I'm not willing to to help them out, you know. So I think that that's sort of ridiculous. Okay. Uh, However, I would I would say though, then again, if they do accept, you know, if that other player goes along with it, you really haven't coerced them. You've said, hey, it's pretty much it's a compromise. Like, hey, you go along with this role. You can have this, you know, benefit this Benny or whatever. Yeah. So really, that's you didn't really coerce them. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I maybe not consciously, but I think there is still a bit of coercion there because you're the GM. You have a you know a role of power over the other p- p- players, and they tend to interpret you as the word of God. So if you say as the GM this is persuasive, then the player can feel. Like, oh, well, I don't have a choice here. I have to do this, otherwise it's bad role-playing. Or, it, you well, know, I that, have to do But that, that's kind of a group thing. Well, well I, think, I think individual players... Uh, once again, like it's a social contract of the group. I mean, have you had GMs... Have you had times in, in games where I've said something and you're like, well, I didn't really, you know, where you felt like I was trying to coerce you or something? Well, the like, thing, that's just... Okay, that's or just, in GMs that, in general. Well, you know, because you never do that. Hmm. I cannot think of a single time where you have said... Oh, Cody has yeah. raised his hand. Perhaps he wishes to speak. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't. I don't think you've you've ever like changed my decision of of an instance in particular. I do. I will say back before you were recording games. Uh, I I remember one instance, and this is in the history of games that I've played with you, which is actually like a, a shit ton. One of the more <laughs> I think about it um, is that um, we were playing monsters and other childish things, and I. Everyone else was at, like, investigating this house, and I was back at the school, and you were just trying to get me back with the rest of the group, and I still wanted to stay with the school, and, you know... you misinterpreted what I said to try and get me back to, to this other house. And you're like, okay, well you're there with everyone else now. And I just turned to Sam and I was like, okay, I guess I'm with you guys now. And so I, I, it wasn't changing my mind and it was actually, uh, 
I didn't really mind because it was one of those situations where it was like, well, I've done everything I possibly yeah. can there. I just wasn't, you know, I thought that there was more to do, but there wasn't. Right. And so that that's the only time I can think of in the history of us playing games that, that I, you, I remember. Yeah. I remember that. And, you know, so, I try to do, but I don't think anyone's perfect. And there are always yeah. times no. where the GM try, coerces or put pressures on player. You know, like I know if players like, I'm going to kill this NPC and everyone else is like, no, you're not going to kill this NPC. Yeah. Um, like in a certain ga- recent game we played. Uh, <laughs> Well, and, and, and the, the only reason I bring up that yeah. instance is to show the fact that we've, I mean, I've played games with you guys for a while now, and I've never had my decision be vetoed by a GM or by a dice roll or something like that. Like, I've always been able to discuss things out with other players and either convince them to join my side or or have given up and, and let them do something. I mean... I, if we want to go back to like train wrecks of games, I'm going. <laughs> let me let me bring up uh, the uh, the uh, second uh, game of um, fuck that um, which is 360 game. Uh, the first game was really amazing. The second one, it was just all deagles and wanking off. Uh, is the one where Tim played. Uh, prototype. Yeah, prototype. Yeah, the second prototype game, which is just <laughs> God damn it, you know, like that's in the like, preview. That's actually, if you contribute twenty dollars to the ransom, you can listen to it and find yes, out what happens. Yes, and it's actually, I mean, it's it's probably worth listening to. The I first game is great. I love yeah. the first. Like the opening oh, scene of the first game is amazing. Yeah, the the first we've game talked we, about it in the episode. That's one where Jason throws a rock <laughs> yeah, at a car, and it, I mean, it turns into a huge clusterfuck, but it's really cool, you know, like yeah. how it all works out. And in the second game, like. I remember I wanted to play it the same way because the first game was like all investigation, which is really like, I love investigation games. They're fun. And then the second one was all action. And my character didn't have the ability to do any action. Like he was an investigator. Yeah. And so it was like, and, and it wouldn't make sense for my character to run around with assault rifles and stuff like that. Whenever he's always been a reporter his entire life. Right. And, you know, if if I was a, a pettier, like like pissed off player, then I would have just convinced everybody else to, oh, well, you have to do it this way. You have to play the game this way because this is how I want to play it, or this is this is what I want. You know, that's not that's not my call. Things turned out differently than I wanted them to. Yeah. And instead of trying to coerce anybody, I I eventually my character said fuck this, and I ran away from everybody, and I tried to escape on my own, and. It, it led to, to better results than, than me trying to strong arm a game because it was like, you know, my player, my character was like really in the shit and it was like, God, life is miserable for this guy. And, <laughs> and it just made it better. Um, even though I hated that game, like it, it made it better because no one was listening yeah. and, and I couldn't coerce anybody. And so, I mean, for me, it's also like, I have a personal thing where I, I'm one of the, main things I'm interested in games in RPGs is seeing how people react to situations, how players react, how they decide. I mean, I'm very interested in like seeing how they respond to moral dilemmas, to interesting challenges. And so to me to exert any influence on them, any, even the slightest bit of pressure, even saying like, Oh, he makes a persuasive argument. I feel is coercive because I don't want to, I don't want to alter. I don't want to change their decision-making, their thought process. Uh, their decisions at all. I want to see how they come up with this, how they decide on these things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this. I mean, you probably figured this out because it's a common thing I do in games. Like, how do you respond? How do you yeah. deal with this intractable situation? Well, and 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 I mean, that's that's one of the things that that is so great about role playing in fantasy games and in any game. That, that, that's uh, okay. my favorite. Is 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 the idea that that 
you know, we're put into situations that are impossible that we'll never be in in real life. Right. And so isn't it better to try and deal with those situations in a real manner rather than try to uh, try to make them artificial or, or like put in like cheat codes or something like or that? Or to have you know? happy, neat solutions. You yeah. Know? I mean, discussion is the I mean, words and discussion are the only thing that that make a fantasy world really come alive, like actually like sitting and discussing things. And so to to take out the basic right of free will is is just antithetical to to role playing in general. Yeah. So. Um, and I said all that without saying a swear word. I'm I know. So <laughs> Patrick will be just staggered by this. Well, I think uh, you know, going along with that, I actually kind of think that. Uh, let's put it this way: like if you're trying to convince an NPC of mm-hmm. something, that's a die roll. Right. Because you you really like I really don't want to work up the energy to say what I'm going to say to this guy. Maybe I'll have a I'll I'll give you the cliff notes, but really I just want to see if I fucking convince him or not. Right. But if you're doing that to a PC, that's a big something. That's right. something that should be role played. Well, I mean, another thing is I believe, regardless of the game, even if the game is everyone is a normal person with no abilities mm-hmm. whatsoever, you're just an average Joe, that PCs are unique. They are special snowflakes. In any game, regardless, because they have free will. Because There's of a the pu- they, have, they yeah. have a puppet master. Yeah, they have the, pu- the player. And so to take away that <clears throat> one thing that makes a PC unique, if nothing else... I think, uh, you know, what's the? Why are you even playing? I mean, the players, the PC is the only piece you have in the entire game. The only little pawn, the only little, you know. He's uh, your avatar. He he's your dog or your uh, 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 car. You know, Monopoly. Um, you know, if you take that away, what do you have? You know, you have nothing, and that sucks. So I mean, t- to make like a to make a video game comparison, like if if if. You know how many how many times like well old people do this mostly or we'll be playing a game and like that game cheats it cheats yeah. you know because we actually get people that come into vintage that sometimes uh, there's one crazy old guy that will return games because he's like that game cheats it keeps killing me when it's it's not supposed to it's like it's sort of the same way in my what games like, I'd like to know it's like know. Bass Hunter Five yeah, it's like it's like I don't know like Golden Eye and shit like that you know but it's the it's, N64 Golden Eye yes yes wow. but it's well, the it's the whole idea that that you know if you were playing a game that was constantly like set up established parameters and rules and then suddenly change them for no apparent reason right it's like that's 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 not fair or for some reason like like it they disable one of the buttons on your controller like the most useful button you know it's like you know (laughs) give puppy yeah exactly i mean Um. I guess Eternal Darkness does that, and everybody liked that game. But, yeah, that's Eternal but Darkness. But it's on the GameCube, so who else played that? Oh, it's not a real game. <laughs> it's not a real Take that, GameCube. Take that, GameCube. It's not Mario Kart. It doesn't count. I knocked yeah. that down a peg. I know. <laughs> well, Those I mean, arrogant bastards at Silicon Valley. I was like, dude, okay, remember, Cody, remember the moment so when, uh, when we got into it about you know, what plan of action we yeah, could Yeah, this is the, uh, the heroic tier. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, it's like episode five or six. Yeah, yeah uh, episode five or six, and we, we were into it for about at least five six minutes and it was some of the best shit we did in the game up to even i think for that point and now yeah i think what you're referring to is obviously the uh you're both debating whether you should give a certain plot a MacGuffin to back to an npc yeah a bad npc and the giving it to him would have consequences not giving it to him would have consequences and so and there's no easy neat solution for it there's no obvious solution um and 
I, I remember that because um, both your characters' personal philosophies came up. And was and it almost came to the point where you guys were going to attack each other for. It. I mean, it's like, yeah, you were Ross. You were preparing like, all right, ready for initiative here. Yeah, or? exactly. And yeah. but for me, I I, I I made sure I didn't say a, a single word. I try to keep as quiet and minimize my influence as much as possible because it was about you two. You two were really getting into it, and I didn't want to influence that at all. I didn't want to say Tom, you know, oh, lock this, you know. I didn't want to give Tom say, well, you can make an intimidate check to scare the puny little wizard or something like that, or Tom. Or, uh, you know, you can make an Arcana check to give him a fake one, you know, or something yeah. like that. Well, actually, you could have, but that would have been um, that would have been like a bluff, a lie, you know, yeah. sort of thing. But, I mean, it, it came down to we we settled it to where it was just a normal argument. I mean, we we settled it with a discussion rather than the two of us resorting to all right, GM, can you can you like figure out how to s settle this? I mean, it's right. it's up to us as, as players to actually sit there and, and and settle our differences and try to come to a conclusion. And I think we did that really well, and 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 it it made for some really great gameplay and and uh, and really great character building, especially the like you said, it was it was like both of our our ideologies came into direct conflict with each other, and it was I mean. I mean, I, I hate to, to make it out to be anything more than just like a, a role playing game, but it was just it was really compelling. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was great, and and it, there was not one roll of the die involved in that. So and 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 to even have like saying, oh well, Cody, you know, if Tom intimidates you, then you'll I'll give you bonus experience points, or would have given you a bonus blah 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 blah. I mean, that would have that would have lessened it. I mean, that would have yeah, that would have cheapened it. Yeah, and, and uh, I think. I mean, that's the whole point of a role-playing game, I think, is to get that kind of drama and, uh, in and it. And using your example, actually making a die roll to convince you, this is like the big finale. This is like, do you sacrifice yourselves heroically or do you live? Yeah. That should be, like, if, if there are disagreements, they should be like, you know, we've seen this scene in a movie before. Yeah. Where you know they're you know they're they're really like wait like this are you insane like no it's the right thing to do what the hell is wrong with you right a die roll would have cheapened that yeah um, I mean it's like the whole I mean we we talk about oh this battle system or you know the combat in this system and it's really great or something like that and really the the whole variableness of fighting and skill challenges and all this other stuff I think is just to determine the circumstances in which we make our choices you know mm -hmm. if we if you guys lost a bunch of fights or whatever then you would have had different a different set of choices but you could still choose to be heroic or mm -hmm. to be pragmatic or to be evil or to be ruthless or whatever and that's sort of the whole point of seeing what type of character you are seeing what happens how it, how it pans yeah. out i mean games uh, are a series of choices right and, but and there's different choices you know like if this was a more tactical war game kind of thing then mm -hmm. you could have like see the course of the war see how successful it would have been um i mean there's there's a lot of different play styles but i think in a role-playing game it is about the narrative it is about the story it is about the characters too and um, to reduce this to, it's missing the whole point to reduce it to a series a diary to to reduce it to Yahtzee. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's. I mean, it has a, it has a part in it, but like. Well, yeah, it, but not, but not at the, not at the really the the turning points. Yeah. Um, and that's what especially player on player interaction is. Those are the turn. Those are the most important things because those are the rarest things I see in games. I mean, almost everything is PC versus NPC. You know, it's like the most common type of interaction are player characters killing NPCs or fighting NPCs. That is Fight the, me or give me a quest. Yeah. Uh, well, even or 
the the quest NPC, you here's the quest, here's the details, go, and then like you spend most of your time, you know, hacking and slashing through monsters. I mean, it's very rare, even in really good games, to have. I mean, if you if you broke down the amount of time spent, it's almost all. PCs fighting NPCs. It seems like it to me. I don't know. Correct. Oh no, you're. I mean, you're. I, I think you're completely and totally right, and that's why uh, when we are starting to do uh, now that we're in epic tier. Yes. Uh, now that we're starting to do the um, the things where where we're all playing different NPCs. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, we're actually. I'm using something. Um, Cody's referring to. I'm using a technique from the DMG two called vignettes, where you can role play out little scenes where. Player characters take on the roles of NPCs uh, for certain dramatic purposes. It's, we've only done one so far, but it worked out really well. So yeah. we'll be doing at least one a session. Well, yeah, and and I mean, it's just like I think that that's the perfect way to get PCs to to interact with one another. And we're all just acting in as as NPCs, but it's still it's interesting to to have us all. Uh, it's like we're playing other characters, like we're playing other players, you know, and like yeah. that's really awesome. And yeah. and uh, and it's it's much more than just the typical. I'm interacting with this NPC now, and I am I am now going to go to this quest, you know. So, well, um, even like NPC PC on like I mean, there's PC versus uh, PC, then there's PC versus NPC, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of interactions, and most PC versus NPCs in terms of time spent or combat like because right. combat takes a while it's almost always the most time intensive thing yeah and then like pc versus np social or non-combat it's you know uh either a simple skill check you know like do you bluff or do you diplomacy it away or you know i can role play it out like there's sometimes i flat out refuse to let you make skill checks against npcs like uh kel oh spoiler alert um nope. Shh, no no yeah. don't say anymore okay just keep it there uh i've similarly referred you can you can't diplomacy this away he you you know, you can't change this character's mind. And but even then, I don't want to be talking to one NP one player for the entire time or everybody gangs up on the one NPC and then yeah. it, it gets awkward. So for me, I, I wanna encourage more PC versus you know, I wanna get more cross table action rather than just all, you know, from the players down. I wanna get the more varied yeah no definitely. for me and also for me because it makes my job easier if you guys are you know like role-playing with each other i don't know i can just sit back and watch i mean that's entertaining to me too yeah. so and just enjoy like the spectacle watch, russ you know ew <laughs> <laughs> oh yes delicious hot pc on pc action i like seeing these these two ideologies collide yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait you're you're lawful good and you're no oh, you're chaotic good oh, oh. <laughs> You're following the letter of the law. Oh, God. Oh, oh that's a good cream puff. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was Cody doing Blobbert Smith, and yes, he had an erection while doing that. Uh, I didn't know you were looking there, Tom. That's uh... it's, hard to, it's hard to miss. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, Cody. So I will carry that image to my grave now. You know, the the idea, I wasn't even looking. Uh, more the, blessed are you. I know. No, it was more obvious. I saw Cody grabbing for his pants, and I was like, ah. <laughs> uh, anyway. If uh, only this were on YouTube. I know. Uh, but if that we, would take we could more if effort. we tried. Well, yeah, but that would take more work on my exactly. part. Exactly. I'm, I'm lazy enough as it is. I mean, goddamn. Um, you know, the int- going back to Aaron, the, the blog post posts, like, you know, there's 47 <clears throat> comments in the first thread. There's already three or four in the second blog post. And there's all, we, we talk about it on the RPPR forums. And it's, you know, the people who are like, oh, yes, I would do this. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, 
I just don't see the it, – it, it just boggles my mind that anyone would defend this. But, I mean, I hopefully it doesn't come up with a game. But I, I just think a lot of people are underestimating the influence the GM has. I mean, in terms of influence PCs and – just Well, then again, if you come from a really stale gaming group, that, yeah. may, be, that may be the norm. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you got a bunch of people that can barely stand being in the same room with each other or <laughs> who, are, who are busy, like, doing homework. Right. Or, you know, just – you know, Making characters for other games. Yeah. Yeah, like some people at this game. You're really going to bring up something I did years ago, <laughs> Ross. Really? You're really doing that? Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, I'm, I'm not alone, Tom. Anyway. I don't need you, Ross. Um, Fuck you. The thing that... The, 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 I don't know. What are, your, what are your policies towards GM... Like, the GM's role in terms of, like, how... What kind of influence you exert on the players. The players, not the, their characters. To me, I actually kind of like to go... I don't exert any influence. Well, you I, do. Well, I mean, okay, but no, okay, game, I try but not to like, do it consciously. Okay. You know, like I like I feel I am there to I am there to explain the scene, who's there, I any and like I any any dress, you know, scene dressing I provide, right. the I provide the voices of any characters and I and I I run combat, but everything most I try to make everything that goes on, I I try to make uh, the players do. Right now, I've had to adjust my, you know, from the GMing from my other group to this one. I've really had to right adjust. Um, we, which you've talked about before. I mean, we're much more active, more investigative. Yeah. So uh, I, I actually, those games actually kind of made me lazy. Yeah, I'm glad I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, what I like to do is is the as much force as I exert in in like player like PC versus PC like discussions is I will essentially recap what a player has said mm-hmm. because sometimes other players either weren't listening or players they, have the or, attention span of goldfish I, I mean I don't what? know what you're talking about <laughs> I've never I've I'm totally <laughs> attentive I'm talking in general everything. no no okay. present company excluded <laughs> well, of course no, no. <laughs> but you know it's like, it's like sometimes sometimes PCs they like two PCs sometimes they just they don't communicate well with each other or one person won't listen to the other because of some sort of bias. And in, in those situations, I think it's the GM's job to, to rephrase what a PC has said, but to not add their own emphasis. So, you know, what you could have done, I guess if you had to do anything in your game is, is you could have rephrased what the, the mind controller player, or as we'll call him the mind player, Flare, uh, <laughs> what what the mind flare wanted? You could have re- like rephrased what this guy said, but you could not include your own personal commentary. You couldn't say, "Well, you know, his argument is actually pretty convincing, and right. this is what he says." I mean, likewise, you wouldn't have wanted, you know, you wouldn't have done the other. Th- you wouldn't have gone the opposite and say, "Well, his argument's this, but it's a pretty shitty argument." Right. You know, it's like you wouldn't. You, well, you that, wouldn't do the, that his argument was like it depended on the role of the the skill. Like, right. If he had rolled five tens, then you know, like, uh, yeah. in one roll engine, that's really good. Well, um, and, and 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 but the thing is, is that if if he if if he didn't roll that, if he would have rolled, you know, just. A small straight. If we're talking about Yahtzee, uh, if he would have rolled a small straight, you know, no Two matches. Twos. Yeah, yeah, or no matches at all, or anything, then you wouldn't have said, "Well, he tries to he he tries to he convince you all, him. but but you know, you're, none of you are convinced, so forget about it, and and you guys can do whatever you want." Like, right. like y- he wouldn't have wanted you to to rule the opposite way had he not rolled well. He was right. just basically going off of he was he was convinced that his role would go well and that you would side with him. Right. And, 
And had it not gone well, he would have been pissed off because because of of how it turned out. And so I think that it's it's uh, I think it's bullshit. And I think we spent too much time on it already. And I think a lot of people have. If you look at how many comments those I people know, have, but it's like forty. All the other podcasts were like, "Oh, we're going to do this topic." It's like, no, we called it first. Aha! Take that, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, take that, other people who are uh, on the internet. Yeah. yeah, like what? What other podcasts? Like, kind of, well, like, I know Bearsworm said there. Oh, like we could have done that as a topic, and I know Fear the Boot was probably going to do that too. But no, um, but, I didn't know if I didn't know if Dragon's Landing was going to. No, Dragon's Landing's off in their own oh, thing. Oh, my name is Lonnie Uso, <laughs> and I like to eat pizza on the weekends with my wife. And Re- fuck you, Lonnie Zell. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I'm I've never, I've never, we, I've never talked to them. I mean, I've talked to the Fear the Boot. I've talked exactly. To that's the Bear Swarm guys. We had a great episode with. Uh, 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 next episode will be with Mike from Bear Swarm. But I, uh, I still say, if if the Bear Swarm guys want to play us in a game of RPG baseball, <laughs> I'm on it. I'm more than willing to play a game of, of um, RPG baseball. We're like we're the bad news bears. Yeah, and they're like. The Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Although the, I mean, the Harlem Globetrotters obviously play, play basketball, but I imagine, yeah, they, I so imagine you, they would be great. The person there's a little flawed. I'm yeah, not, no, they would be great at baseball though too. Oh, I see. I didn't you know. know. They can spin the ball on their butt and then throw it with their butt too. Wow, that's. Yeah, that's the Harlem Globetrotters. That's how good they are. Yeah, take that bear swarm. I don't, I don't Wait, know. you're that? That's a compliment. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, but I think that would be a compelling game. Yeah, I that would be something to something else. Anyway. Uh, But for me, just to give more context for the scene, I mean, I will post the actual play and, uh, uh, sooner or later, but um, sooner, like not this next one, but the one after that. Um, the the problem was like I gave him a chance to role play. He I let them talk it out and like, hey, let's do this. No, we should do this and blah 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 blah. But this, of course, was a con game, so we were like in the last ten minutes of it, and so I had to wrap it up anyway. And this is and the you're last probably bug eyed with exhaustion. Yeah, too. no, well, not bug eyed with exhaustion, but it was like the last ten minutes, and I didn't want to. Uh, you know, I wanted to have some sort of resolution for it before we, uh, before everyone had to break. Before game's over, man. Well, they're gonna go eat and drink and blah blah. blah well, blah, they blah. were doing drinking before. Yeah, yeah, no, during. Uh, free beer and fear the con. Um, they so I didn't want to. I, I figured, you know, he had a chance to role play. I'm not gonna just let him say, uh, make a skill check and and bypass it. And it was con, again a con game, so I'm not gonna like give them the same. Yeah. Latitude, but I, I mean the thing is, in our group, we, we we've never, I've never had a, one of our players do this. You know, like I don't think anyone. No, would well, try and to resolve to really tell, dude, to resolve disagreements between people, you got to talk it out. Yeah. You don't see like you don't have to watch C-SPAN and see Congress try to sell it with die rolls. <laughs> Though that'd be fun, but no, that's uh, that's well, we could do all kinds of fun things with that. But what, no, let's not get into that. that's another can of worms right there. Um, um, so the reason why we've never gotten into a situation like that yeah. is because we're fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, repeat that. Oh, I'm sorry. We're fucking adults. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll say it one more time for the benefit of of you that posted the blog. <laughs> we are fucking adults. Um, you are not. <laughs> I'm gonna post a blog about that. I'll show that Ross Payton. No, he actually said he had a good time at the game. No, he didn't. He, he didn't did. Say it. No, I'm he sure. Said I ran a good game. No, you hacked it or something. And lied. <laughs> but I just left that part. It's in. computers. Computers. Um, okay. 
But you know, it's, it's a like of tubes. Oh, I'll show that Ross Payton. I'll put this on my blog. I, I did kill his fun. Apparently, he did say that. Oh, that you that, that you killed the fun. Yeah, I killed really? his fun. I, I yeah. destroyed his fun. You shit on his Christmas. I Ross did Payton. apparently. <laughs> Ross because Payton, fun assassin, a soul kill, Christmas shitter, soul shitter, <laughs> kill fuck. Um, and now you started cursing, so you ruined it. I know. Easter slayer. Um, so I think we we kind of established our little policy towards social skills. Any last words on that or the social contract or any of that other stuff die rolls are for people that ha- that have no argument yeah npcs you know the the puny little fuckers that you know who you know who are there to die who are there to die or give you quests <laughs> Uh, I do apologize for saying that we're fucking adults and you're not, because that <laughs> I just realized that you might listen to this. And then, oh, he probably will. Yeah, and, and he'll post kinda, another blog about yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of rude, you know, to say something like that, you know. But what I mean is, <laughs> what I mean is, is that we're potty trained and college educated. <laughs> no, that, even, just even, take that a little that's deeper. Even there. worse. No. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're a faceless person on the internet. That's the only reason I said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to I Cody. actually met him. Yeah, you know, to, so. yeah, to Cody. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. To us, you're a valued individual with a valued opinion. All right, all right. Um, all right, so uh, Tom has a letter that uh, will, and then after the letter, we will have anecdotes, yes. shout outs. Yes, the letters are back. Yes, so we will have that, and it will be awesome. And then uh, uh, shout outs, anecdotes, and more, I guess, or something like that. Well, that's actually about it. Yeah. <laughs> It has been brought to my attention that my lack of letters for not one, but two consecutive episodes have left some of our listeners a bit perturbed. In fact, it seems that I have violated some sacred trust and turned over Helm's Deep to Sormon's horde of Nazi orcs. I'm like some kind of podcasting Benedict Arnold, leaving my fans gibbering piles of human flesh, listless and without purpose. And it is true, the siren song of Mass Effect 2 sucked me in like a triple-cunted hooker, leaving me precious little time for little luxuries like letters, friends, bathing, and bathroom breaks. By the way, I would like to give shout-outs to my IV drip and my bedpan. Couldn't have done it without you. But now the siren song has run its course. The triple-cunted hooker has taken the money on the nightstand and gotten the fuck out of my house. I have bathed and gotten rid of the Tower of Babylon-sized pile of human feces and the Exxon Valdez-sized tanker of urine. The old distractions are gone and I am back, motherfuckers. You can rest assured that the letters will come every episode with more insight and spouting of the word fuck than you could shake a d20 at. So now I'd like to give you a preview of upcoming letters. In the future, I will give a heartfelt letter of thanks to the bitch races of D&D. I will plead passionately for the executors of Lewis Carroll's estate to receive royalties for every RPG that uses the term Vorpal Weapon. And like always, I will complain about completely inane things and reveal embarrassing truths about myself and let the entire world know that that I just last week purchased a DVD of Street Sharks episodes, and they were bootlegs. So fear no longer. The letters are back, and I have no further distractions, besides the aforementioned Street Sharks DVD. We are moving along on the journey of filth and bullshit the letters from Tom began years ago. And for all of you who have had your lives ruined by my inattention to my duty of writing letters, I refer you to a quote from the immortal George Carlin. I wouldn't fuck her with a stolen dick. By the way, did you know that George Carlin has a CR of 31 and can suck out your soul with a successful glance attack? Strange and I don't know why This city is strange and I don't know why
and we're back. That was a great letter there, Tom. So, uh, anyway, we uh, uh, got our shout-outs first. I guess Cody can go first because uh, he's our guest here. Um, so what, what, what do you have there, Cody? Um, first, I would like to give a big shout-out to uh, the Green Hornet comic series that are coming out from Dynamite Entertainment. Um, regardless of how you feel about Seth Rogen uh, playing the Green Hornet in the upcoming movie, which comes out like in December or something like That's that. That's directed by Michelle Gondry, right? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, regardless of how you feel about Seth Rogen one way or the other, um, I have no opinion. Uh, there are five uh, series that are coming out by Dynamite. Uh, one is written by Kevin Smith and adapted by Phil Hester, which is a, uh, he's a Kansas City artist slash writer, so go KC. Uh, also, um, there's another one by Matt Wagner, which is Green Hornet Year One, which is well worth checking out. It's pretty awesome. Is that the uh, guy who did Grindel? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So well I worth. met him at Small Press Expo. Yeah. Uh, Matt Wagner's like one of the coolest dudes in the world, so yeah, yeah. He's, it's, it's really well worth checking out. Um, the big one I really want to mention, though, is uh, written by a friend of mine. I've known him mm. since I was in seventh grade. <gasps> and his name is Jai Nitz. That's J-A-I space N-I-T-Z. Uh, and it's actually the Cato comic, and it's a uh, just a solo Cato excuse me, Solo Cato Adventure, and um, it should be really, really awesome. It comes out uh, in April. So uh, support, if you don't support any other Green Hornet book, at least support Cato. Yeah. Because, uh, you know. Cato equals Bruce Lee. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Lee is greater than Chuck Norris. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Lee And that's Lee proven. That's greatest. empirical evidence. Yeah, I mean, it's You can't argue that. I exactly. mean, like, he ripped his chest hair out and then killed him. <laughs> he did, in fact, do that. It's that's one true. of the fucking best fight scenes I ever. know. Um, but you know, and, and Cato, Cato and this, there's a lot of pathos that Jai's bringing to it, like, um, trying to establish him as more than just, you know, Bruce Lee's shadow or anything like that. Right, so, right. So definitely check that out. I also would like to give a shout out to the, uh, tomb of Kota Walshathagavath. Oh, from I've, the forum yeah, threads. Yeah, from the forums, the forum threads. Uh, I appreciate, uh, the idea of, of different, um, RPG, mythos bring, bring being brought into my cult so uh keep that up <laughs> produce uh Cody doesn't have a fan club he has a cult yeah i have a cult it's it's a fan club and a cult and i love all of them uh equally and uh you're all I you're all wonderful you. in the eyes of me your god uh <laughs> but but continue to to produce and make make really great uh monsters and things like that and avatars uh for the character and uh for the for my uh, cathartic lobster, so and actually, I've, I've I've incorporated the cathartic lobster into my own life with a new Gmail account, so that I can get on Google Wave as cathartic lobster. Nice. And cathartic lobster is my uh, PSN screen name, so that's pretty awesome too. All right. Uh, the very last thing that I'd like to give a shout out to is uh, our epic campaign, which you guys will get to, you'll get to hear about that in about three years. Um, but it's really <laughs> great. Oh. Um, God damn. It. And. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but but Locke's story arc is is finally kind of getting to, has gotten to the point of no return where he's kind of crossed that line and and it's a uh, it's pretty sweet. A bit of I mean, yeah, and and but but I mean, it's not just my character that compels me. It's like it's like everything in the game has just been ramped up to like a million. It's just a fantastic. I mean, if you if you liked Paragon, Epic is much much better, and and I loved Paragon. I thought yeah. it was great. Um, but I mean, we, we've really taken it to a new level that I think is awesome. So, yeah, uh, that's my, 
selfish, uh, shameless promotion. Yeah. Um, one thing I found epic, it, the, it's a lot of fun. I'm introducing new concepts, new themes for it. Um, I found the combat works a lot better when you double the damage of monsters <coughs> or at least up their mon- their damage. I mean, we're only doing one fight per session, so like I'm not, you know, I, the, that, the, the only problem I've had with D&D is obviously the having four or five fights before you get to rest because that never works in our campaign because we don't have like that very very time compressed thing or like a slow down time where one session of game time only equals a few hours of actual or one session of real time equals a few hours of game time and that that the kind of it's like that's too slow because we have this big sweeping epic thing and would ne- nothing would ever get done if it took three sessions to get through a single dungeon you know and also the idea that uh, that i mean there's so many just minor characters that are popping up again in in logical ways it's not just like oh here's quintus the pirate again you know it's like it it yeah. everything works out where it's it's all very logical and and it, it feels like you know a well thought out story which yeah. um doesn't surprise me considering that uh we're the best role-playing group there is uh, <laughs> i'm just trying to tie up as many loose ends don't lie yeah. it's us <laughs> yes <laughs> it's the players i have nothing to do with <laughs> nothing, it nothing nothing at all so uh, no, that's I about know. it i know all right um Oh, there is one thing. I know, Cody, you would mention this. Uh, for my first out, shout out. I'm going to mention Rift Tracks again. I know we've brought it up before, what? but uh, uh, the they just came out with the second the Rift Tracks for the second Twilight movie, New Moon, and that was pretty hilarious. New Moon. I, I didn't think Twilight could be worse, and, <laughs> and yet I saw New Moon, and it's equally as bad. Everyone told me it was better, but it is it it is just as bad, and it, and. And you can't you can't fathom how bad it is. Oh, you're hurt. Let me take off my shirt. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I mean. Oh, look at my six pack. I mean, look at my pecs. Look at my muscles. It, it's like a sci-fi original picture. It's worse I mean, than a sci-fi original. Yeah, because they have like you could make twenty sci-fi original pictures but, with that budget. Yeah, and and sci-fi see sci-fi original pictures. What I love about them is is the fact that there there's no pretensions there. Yeah, they know that they're bad. Yeah, and giant they, X versus giant Y. Yeah, and like like. Like, you know, it's like the the newest Barbara. like Dino Shark or something like that. Dino Shark is coming out, and and it Mansquito. looks <laughs> the chigger or the one know? really good one, Larva. So <laughs> yeah, because it was in Springfield. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, but anyway, it, I mean, it, you know, but the thing is, is that Twilight isn't like that. It's it it is it's got a huge budget. And everybody loves it, and everyone wanks off to it. Well, not and, everybody. Like. Well, no, but 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 you know, not everybody, but but uh, enough to where they made a, a a shit ton of money. Yeah, and 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 I talked to somebody, and they said they're like, I I saw that there were lines outside of Walmart waiting for for the release of the DVD, and it's like you probably saw this in theaters. You don't need to wait for the movie. You can you can come back tomorrow. They'll be there. You're you're gonna find it. Yeah. You know, there's no need to wait until midnight for this, you know. Um, I was going to make a reference to the fact that I did wait till midnight to get Final Fantasy twelve once. We all did. And it, it, didn't play it, it didn't play it until eight months later, but still. <laughs> but, so. Yeah. I did that to Mass right. Effect. I did that with Mass Effect 2. Um, Dork. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, oh, and I'd like to apologize. Cody had the mic that entire time. Yeah, um, I, I was trying to say stuff, but they yeah, didn't. yeah, we, we we don't care about what you say. I'm sorry. Yeah, but Cody has to go now. He so. does. Bye, Cody. Oh, we bye, miss Cody. You. Bye. Oh, it's tearing us apart. We don't have a friend in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the riff tracks for New Moon is 
hilarious. I don't know if it's quite as good as the Twilight Rift Tracks, but I mean, the Twilight Rift Tracks is also fucking hysterical. So Tom doesn't have any shout outs. Well, actually, at all. I actually, I actually thought of one. Oh, yeah, what? Yeah, actually, uh, mentioning Mass Effect 2, and no, my shout out is not Mass Effect 2. Good, I wouldn't put it in the show. I don't, you wouldn't. No, it's the comic that's going along with Mass Effect right now. Oh, don't even fucking give me that look. <sighs> oh, are you just well, talk about it? Go ahead, Tom. Talk about it's it. nothing brilliant, uh-huh. but the one thing I still I always enjoy is it's I love the Mass Effect universe, and I also love that in this comic Liara, who Ross won't even know who the hell that is. No, is that the blue chick. Yeah, who okay. has basically has a constant surprised look on every in every frame she's in. Okay, I'll take it. It's your wonderful. Word. Okay. You should check it out. All right. I got the first issue because I got the collector's What's it edition. Called? What's the comic called? Is it called Mass Effect? Mass Effect. Com- Mass Effect. The yeah. comic. Who puts it out? Image, I believe. You sure? Yeah, pretty sure. All right. What the fuck was that? That's like, you don't believe me? I don't. I don't. I, no, I, I don't know anything about there it. There was doubt in that face. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I will mention, uh, uh, let's see here, Ninite. It's a website uh, for installing. It's a very useful website if you if you just get, like, I um, just got a new computer recently. And um, it's a site where you go to and you select all these free software packages and uh, click a button. Then it'll assemble an installer that will install all of them at once. So you can install Firefox and the TerraCopy and all these other utility programs and freeware programs. And there's a lot of neat stuff in there. So, um, in for view, uh, just it's, it's useful. So check it That's out. That's wonderful. You don't trust me, do you? I don't trust anyone. Especially me. Yes. Especially myself. Uh, um, next up I have the, uh, let's see here. I am a horrible monster because I, uh, uh, let a, I refuse to let a player control another mind, uh, mind control another player. So thread on the RPPR forums about the very topic we were talking about. I linked to the Ideology Madness blog post so you can see what the RPPR community thinks about it. Um, and... They're slightly on our side. Yeah, so... Slightly. They're just great. And they're loyal. Yes. Uh, then I'm going to mention the Community RPPR Actual Play Podcast. If you are just hopelessly addicted to actual play, some of our RPPR fans Well, first, are... get get help. But secondly, <laughs> if you don't want to get help and just want to you know, work Feed habit, the beast. Yes. Uh, some of the RPPR fans are so uh, enamored with actual play that they have gotten their own Zoom H2 recorders or other recording Plug. solutions. Yeah. Um, the Zoom H2 is a great recorder, digital recorder. Um, and then they've recorded their own games and uploaded the MP3s. And um, I've set up a site where uh, you can uh, uh, you upload it to the FTP, then I'll move it over, and you can post your own actual plays. So um, I haven't. You too can be internet famous. Like four or five right now. Um, I haven't listened to any of them because <laughs> I'm busy enough as it is. But uh, other people on the RPPR forums have. So uh, take a look at that. And then uh, finally. Uh, Nedroid, who does uh, Bear, T- Bear Tato and Reginald, uh, it's a webcomic. He's been uh, he, on his Twitter account. He has uh, been posting lost comics, which are utterly hilarious. Um, so if you're a fan of Lost and you like uh, funny web, well, wow, mentioning that, I was kind of like, yes, it's hilarious. Well, if you if you watch Lost, like, what was that look on your face though? It's, I don't know. That was really haughty. Yeah. What do you, yeah, you, uh, you, you uh, the emperor? Yes, I am a fop. I'm a foppish dandy. <laughs> I am. Never do that again. I know. I won't. I'm sorry. Um, I don't believe you. Finally, we have our anecdote. And um, 
You almost said antidote there. I know. I, I, I was swallowing at the same time. It was just bleh. Um, this is from uh, Fear of the Con. We were at Fear of the Con. We sure we were. And um, we actually got both got to play an RPG. Both of us together. Yes. It was the Mouse Guard, uh, which uses the burning wheel system. We did not record this, did we not? No, we did not. Because, because it was noisy as shit. Well, no, it has nothing to do with noise level. I recorded other ga- all the other games in the same place. Um, it was one, I was lazy. I didn't feel like setting it up. Two, I didn't want to impose on the GM, uh, who we didn't know. And um, mostly lazy. 70% lazy, 30% didn't want to impose. So Super, super. And yeah, maybe a couple percent of... Uh, I in my, I I wasn't sure if it was even going to be worth recording. It was where it would have been a great yes, game to it record. Would. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, it was Mouse Guard. But the uh, the GM was this guy from the National Guard who uh, was uh, he had been in Iraq. Yeah, I and, believe he said he was going back. Yeah, and he was knew what he was talking about. Um, Damn, he, he set up a bunch of house rules so that we had guns and we were in Iraq. The Mouse but we Guard, we were mice. Was, yeah, we were mice in Iraq. Um, and we were fighting scorpions. We were trying to protect the mouse community, the mouse cities, which were underneath American fire bases, um, from scorpions, desert scorpions. So we had our own little guns and stuff like that. Basically, how can mice make guns? Well, I mean, how can mice like, make swords? It's I mean, like you know, you know, mouse-sized assault rifles and squad automatic weapons. Yeah, and grenade launchers. Um, you, I was the engineer, and Tom was the heavy gunner. No, no, you were the medic. I was the medic. That's right. And a lot of lot of fun stuff. I mean. Uh, the system is really fun. I'll have to pick up Mouse Guard and Burning Wheel. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I want to play or run them again. Um, Tom, why don't you talk about your favorite parts of the game? Uh, well, I have to say, this may sound like a negative, but trust me, it's not, I really enjoyed it. But I was playing the medic, and when I came across my first wounded comrade that needs my medical assistance, um... He suddenly, I say, okay, well, I, I rush over there, I'm gonna try to help him. And he, he GM says... Okay, so how do you treat him? Like, uh, with medicine. <laughs> like, well, like, uh, do you know anything about medicine? I, I watch Scrubs sometimes. Yeah, I think the GM uh, kind of assumed we were both uh, in the know because, uh, or at least Tom was in the know because he he understood what terms like sit rep were, you know, situ- yeah. situation report. That's because I play uh, I play Call of Duty four and and I buy Jane's military books, but but no, actually, but it was actually kind of fun. To you know, to do that, and uh, I must say that I was rolling hot that night. I mean, damn! I had I there were so many there were so many times that even the GM was like, "Okay, here's how like well here's what you do." You know, like there was one like one one of our squad one of the squad members of another squad where uh, he was practically his guts were falling out, and I think I rolled so phenomenally well that not only do I treat him in the short time I have. I heal him. I revive him. I make. I get him conscious and moving under his own power. Um, yeah, that was that was the. Yeah, and also, you you were pretty good shot with that, those pistols you had or the pistols. Yeah, it was pretty much like is like lethal, like lethal shot, lethal shot. Well, also, your pistol had some special like you could give status modifiers or conditions to the enemy, uh, like imposing penalties on them. That well, was you're your, like, your well, if I if I aimed at certain places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I was playing the. Uh, now I, I had the same sort of problem too. Is since the engineer, at one point we were on this tram and it was out of control and we had to slow down. So it's like, how are you going to slow it down? It's like, with engineering. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, okay, you apply blah 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 to the surf- so, so large that, well, surface the, area. Yeah. So then he lets us know. Well, okay, I know, so I will explain to you. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> 
That's great. <laughs> I uh, thought, this guy doesn't look very tall, but I wouldn't want to mess with him. No, well, he knew what he was doing. Yes, he did. Um, yes, he did. And we uh, we eventually, the ba- the main boss enemy was... The a, boss was freaking awesome. It was a camel spider, which I don't know if you've read on the internet, but they are... It equals death. It equals death. The camel spiders can run 30 miles an hour, kill Chuck and, Norris. And they will chase and you. And they will chase you with knives that are their mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, and, they're and, and they melt your face when you're asleep. Exactly. They're fucking terrible. And this one spoke. And this one spoke. Um, so it, it was pretty nasty. And Okay, we, I got to say, um, I don't know, I forget, don't forget who it was, but the dude playing the heavy weapons guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a field day on that boss fight. Yeah, yeah, he could do He was actually best. trekking through the spider's insides. <laughs> um, my favorite part, I think, for me was um, I, the grenade launcher, M203 grenade launcher, and... Um, my thing was I was bouncing shots off of it to spin it around. To keep like, it off. Yeah, yeah, keep, it's, uh, keep it off balance. Like knock it over, you know, using the concussive shockwave to knock it off balance instead of just directly applying damage to it. Um, so that that was fun. And um, it was actually one of those games I didn't think I would enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, it was a spur of the moment thing, too. We, neither of us planned it. I just looked at the available games and signed up for it. And there's I, two sh- two spots. Yeah, yeah. You signed up. You said, hey, Tom, you, go shoot, you should go sign up for this. Okay. Because <laughs> you just do whatever I tell you, Tom. Yeah, I, I'm your bitch. Yes, exactly. You, in prison, you'd be the bitch. Yeah, in prison, I think I'm bigger than you. No, that's not how it works in prison. It's how it works in my world. Well, in the prison yeah. I live in. <laughs> <laughs> the prison that is my mind, man. You don't get it, man. Um, so, yeah, Mouse Guard, uh, definitely a thumbs up to that game system. Uh, thumbs up to the... the, the I don't know if we'd enjoy it as much if it was actually Mouse Guard with swords, but... Yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the whole Iraq You haven't even thing. read the comics, have you? I've read the comics. Oh, yeah? Are you sure about that, Tom? Some of them. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'm not a freak. Okay, well... <laughs> so... What the hell is know. that supposed to mean? I have no idea, That Tom. was just noise. I know. That was just being a dick. It certainly was. I know. Uh, but, yes, Mouse Guard, good. Mouse Guard, good. Um... So I think that kind of wraps up this episode. Making... Forcing friends and brainwashing enemies. Um... Uh, any last words there, Tom? I'm going to thank the listeners again one more time for contributing to the RPPR ransom. And, and his coffers. Yes. Well, your coffers, too. You're going to get Well, paid. yes, I know. So, our coffers. It's the RPPR But coffers. mainly his. No, well, I'm the one who spent all the money for the podcasting shit. Yet I'll be having to pay for the hotel room at Gen Con. I'll be paying for some of that, too. I know. So, back off, man. Okay. Well, I'm a scientist. Settle down. I know. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know anymore. And Cody's already gone, so we can't. I'm Cody. I'm gonna blah 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 blah. With well, the nerd voice, we can't do. I know. Um, so I think that I think I'll just end it. There. I think Thanks, we better we better RPPR. end it here before it just goes. Everyone in. who listens to RPPR is a great human being. In fact, you're a better human being by listening to us. I know you are. You you can look are. look at your coworkers and know I'm better than all of them. Especially yeah, donating time to charity or saving lives. No, or you listen crime. to RPPR. Yeah, you're better than all that. And let me tell you, God will remember. Cthulhu will remember. Cthulhu will remember. All right. And when he comes, you you want him on your side. Exactly. So uh, we'll we'll catch you next time.